For over 70 years, Hercules Tires has been empowering more drivers to ride on the strength of a brand that delivers the performance they demand, the choices they desire, and the affordability they deserve. Plus, the company's comprehensive warranty, called the Hercules Performance Promise Plan, ensures peace of mind to match performance. And now, they're putting a little bread behind the tread with a prepaid MasterCard for up to $70 on qualifying purchases from April 1st through May 15th. Visit HerculesTires.com slash meat eater to learn more and find what moves you. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! <sighs> and this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is part two of the interview with the witness, Rich, who had some strange experiences in Canic Chase. He saw a black sphere like object that morphed and moved across the path when he was down there with his partner. He saw a number of UFOs. And when we last heard from him, he told us about a cat sighting that he had, um, this typical black leopard that's reported in Cannock. Um, it was Peter and Natalia who were doing the interview. But I wanted to give you a little bit of background. I know in a 10-year period... Over 15,000 cats were reported in the Canic Chase area alone. So even giving for one person seeing the same cat multiple times, that's an enormous amount of cats. But there were also 12 werewolf reports and 440 wolf reports. So there are some strange beings, shall we say, out there on the chase. So I'll leave you now and we'll pick up with um, Pete and Natalia and Rich as he explains the rest of his experiences. That's the only time I've ever seen like an actual big cat type. Like I, said, I don't think I spent much, much time there, not time in Canic Chase, because of that. That actually, it actually scared me, to be honest with you. So after I moved my location from a telescope to places with more light, so where I could get to the car safer. So it has played in my mind, because I've definitely swallowed. I don't know what kind of cat it was. It definitely a big cat. Maybe a leopard or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, or a yeah, jaguar. Yeah. Something that kind of breeds. Maybe something that was... I've never seen a big cat in real life anyway. In, the, in, in real life, not in the captivity. Not... Yeah. So, yeah. That was awesome. that time. Awesome, yeah. Yeah. So he still remembers that. He remembers that. He was talking about the other day as well. Like, so I was saying, what about you guys coming out? I was laughing about it. Because you just caught in the car, man. I didn't know what was going on. So I ran on straight to get upset for bacon. I was scared. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I definitely saw something. It's well, just lucky. At least it wasn't, you got in the car and drove off. Yeah. <laughs> I think my panic would have probably scared it off anyway. They're quite shy animals, aren't they? Anyway, so I think my panic would have scared it. It was stalking a deer. Yeah. I've seen a deer first. It was stalking a deer. It was a female deer. It was a male one. She was quite a young one, to be honest with you. That's what actually scared me, the fact that it walked straight up to us. Yeah. Like from here to my, the, the cup there, they come out of the darkness. And I was like, oh, the hell, that's what I thought. And nah. like that ain't that. That ain't from over there to there in that amount of time that I just saw that. It physically would have to run. So... Yeah. I knew it wasn't the same animal. I knew that, I, could, I know the deers can't. The deers can get down low like that, but it wouldn't do that motion. And it ain't got a tail over, so. Of course, exactly. It's got a yeah, stubby yeah. tail, so. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Definitely experience. was, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially that Deborah was saying a lot, you know, she's got a lot of accounts mm. from all around Canogov, big black cats. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that's quite dangerous as well. Yeah. If somebody goes there on their own, you know. Yeah, that that's because mm. then cats are not afraid of people as well. No, these 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 are obviously no wild cats now, yeah. So, and the kind of chase is teaming with a lot of people. Look, maybe not so much today. You'll get the actual dedicated walker today because of the rain and the mist. But I, I like the chase this time of day. I think this is when you go there. You you're gonna you're gonna experience something now because there's not as many people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is this is what the weather. This is perfect weather for hunting. It's the noise. It's no noise dampening. It's like yeah. Well, we're we're going to show you today. I mean, I mean, we don't see the big cat again. I'll never want to see that again. I mean, realistically, if I did want it to do what I wanted to do, it could have got us. If it had been smarter, if it hadn't, if it hadn't been the moonlight for me seeing this silhouette, I wouldn't have seen that creature. I wouldn't have seen what was going on. Wow. So, scary stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that one was pretty Definitely. scary. Yeah. Um, other experiences in the chase. I'm going to give you experience from my cousin. Um, his experience with his friends. So they used to go up to some of the car parks. As you know, Canic Chase is known for his, his activities that people go up to there. So he's told me, to, I, I quite believe my cousin James, he's not the type of person to make stuff up. He's not, he's not, a, he's not a storyteller. Yeah. But he's told me, he says, Rich, he told, he's took me to the car park now. Um, I don't know, I'm not sure what car park it is anymore, but he did take me one night and he actually showed me where they sat and I actually got a good vision of what they saw. You know in the chase how they've got these log barriers? Yeah. They go into the pathway. Yeah. Well, they were parked just back for one of them. It was dark. It was a cloudy mist, touch clutch. The moonlit sky, he said, he said it was still an all right night. It'd been raining and stuff like that. They were sitting in the car. They were talking. And they said it was uh, about midnight and they were talking to each other. Initially spotted something walking up from a clearing of trees down the bottom. And he said it was like a black silhouette. James, what's that down there? So James is telling me. He said... It looked like a guy walking. Obviously, he said they've seen it because the hill goes slightly down. He said they've seen it from the top walking, but it's coming really quick. So they watched it, they watched it. They had the lights off and they could see it perfectly. They could see down the track and they could see a silhouette coming. Eventually, when they seen the full size of the body, he said it got at least been eight, nine foot tall. It's rich. Yeah. It was like four to five foot of the shoulders or something. And the way it was walking, he showed me the way it walked. And I'm like, wow, okay, I think I know what that kind of walk looks like. And it was walking so fast with a pace right up to the barrier. It's coming up. So they're both sitting there, they're like, oh, they turned on the lights, disappeared. <gasps> no they disappeared, way. they couldn't see nothing, there was nothing there once they turned the lights on. They How said, did it walk then? What was the motion? How did it walk? Uh, Can you describe it to them? Yeah, I'm going to show you guys. It's it okay. like, a, like this, like, oh. just that short, he said, legs were really short path, and they're really quick, and their arms are really quick, it's all like that. Oh, like, that's not that the person walks. No, no, no. And he said that it went from a conical shape to the top of the body, like the shoulders were really, really broad, he says. And the head was really like sunk in. I'm like, really? Bigfoot, really? Can I chase them? You know? And all this, obviously, I'm like, really? Like, it's like, Rich, I'm, like, I'm really, really, really serious. This thing walked yeah. from the bottom of that path right up to the fence, come straight up, stopped. When they turned the lights on in the car, it just vanished. It's gone. And then that's when they went, whoa, and they freaked out and they've just gone out of there, get a dodge log. To this day, he still talks about that. Um, he's not friends with that guy no more, but that was a pretty bad experience where it stopped him from going to chase for a while it did scare him I did, I did ask him I said there's only track they didn't look they didn't get the car to look but uh, that was his experience in the chase that's the closest thing I know someone having like a, a green man experience or whatever it is yeah, pretty, pretty awesome as well yeah I mean for, coming from my cousin James he's not that type of guy to sit there and dwell in the paranormal but he's like yeah. Rich I'm serious this thing was walking like at fast pace like it was clearing some ground. It got from down there up here pretty quick. Like, and then when he showed me where, where, where they were sitting, I was like, that's quite a long path, actually. And it only took them, like, seconds to get up. Could they hear anything or was it? Nah. No. 
they just seem like a shadow of more of a silhouette. So it's kind of just it's a funny place for silhouettes and shadows, man. Like it seems oh, to, in the moonlight seems to show a lot, a lot of stuff, and then dark places, like. Um, but yeah, you've seen that. video of Natalia and Rich and Pete at the scene of the sphere. Rather than these brambles, this year there's a lot more of these bramble looking plants in the fern. So where you're standing there and that is where it, it was higher bush content to the right and left. It seems to be a lot lower in the vegetation there. It come out like a foot of the ground and it come out of the actual fern itself and shot across the back into these Further up into that sort of that valley up here. You can hear it chasing right through all this stuff. 
So it came from this yeah, direction. Yeah. From this location, we just stand in there. So yeah. Right here. How come we missed it up this bit here? So remember, right there's the slippy, and it was right there. It came out there where you're standing. Yeah. It's different frame bushes. They're not, they're not here this year. I think they're different as well. And just shot the cross over there, yeah? Like. Shot across, and you could hear it going up that whole. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I see a tree break there before. I tried to find that the other day. I couldn't find the tree break. It was high up. It was like a physical, just a snap. In a tree inside, a smaller tree by bigger trees. There's no reason for a tree to be snapped like that because it'd have to take force like that way to hit it. If something fell on top of it, it would break the branches down. How, how uh, high was that breakage? Uh, about eight foot up, at least. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But she's like, this is, I start piecing things in my head, like, these stories were... This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. It's true about the, the wood bruises. There's such a, is it, do we have them in the Britain? Like, is this true? Because it, all the signs of America, the Colorado's or wherever, they, we get them, like the signs, they seem to be happening here. Yeah? Like the same kind of effects. But um, when I went with my missus last year to the same place, so it's got that little place. I remember it's got moths. It's got like it's got lichen. It's got all this untouched like all this untouched crap every few to have a look at. Like, so yeah, come on then. It's like a little steep muddy hill. So we went down, and it was like she didn't like been down there for too long. She went, Richard's creeping me out down here. I said, What's wrong? She said, I was just creeping me out, just like looking around the corner. She said, What's wrong? Get your stuff then. Get your stuff and we'll get going. So she's got her stuff which she wanted. Then we're walking back up the path we came in. It's a little game trail. It's it a little bit steep and a little bit slippy. If you like, if you ain't got good food, she had some rubbish trainers on. So I was holding my hand, come up the hill, and then as I remember, like, looking back at it and looking, there's a fern bush to the right and a fern bush to the left that's kind of, like, high. This sphere, about the size of, like, a fist or an apple, literally come out of the bush. It looked like a quidditch, you know, a quidditch ball from um, Harry Potter, the quidditch? Yes, yes, yes. A black, it was black, and it was rotating almost. It came, I've seen it in my peripheral vision, like, that vision again, that, yeah. that vision, the consciousness that you don't use, like, I've seen it. As I looked at it like that, I went, like, whoa. I looked at it, and it just went, Toof! straight through all the ferns. I heard it. And I'm like, why did I just see a ball like, flying off the ground, flying through the yeah. bushes? It wasn't a bird. It wasn't a bug. It, it couldn't have been anything like that. It had no wings. It was off the ground. It's about maybe a foot and a half off the ground, like coming out of the bushes. 
she came and then heard that. What was that? I was like, well, I've just seen something. So I left camera, ran up, and I'm looking in the thing. I can hear it going off the left now. Just, just hear the noise of whatever it was doing. It was like it just got off. She did hear it, Karen heard it, but I know in my mind something that was intelligent. Because it oh. knew that I saw it. When I saw it, it got off. It, the, the same kind of motion as the UFO motions, that same magnetic feel. It felt like a drone or it felt like a reconnaissance. Or I don't know what it felt like. It felt like it was watching us. Yeah. I don't know. I said that I messaged Deborah about this and I thought, oh, Deborah, I think I'm have been crazy. And she said someone's had something very similar and actually felt so better. It was like a morphing black sphere. It was almost morphing. Because I see my peripheral, I really wanted to get a good lock on my vision, but when I did, it shot. It must have been, I don't know how fast it was like, gone. And it, I could see the brain bushes like moved, they're all dry, they're dead now, and it's all rustly sounding and stuff. So yeah, so I literally, my heart was racing, and I was like, well, I've just seen something that was like well beyond anything I've ever seen before because it was so close as well. And it's in that area where I've seen these tree bends and tree breaks, and yeah, it feels really ominous. It's just so strange there, like. So, that was like my most recent sign, I can say, it's my closest thing to look. I can't Amazing explain what God, I saw. Yeah. It really, stuff. really was actually strange. Did you, did you feel any, like, did you feel fear or did you just, no, was it just something interesting to no, see? No, I was, I was intrigued. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to know more because I'd seen it in my peripheral vision. And like I said to Deborah and the thing, like, honestly, I thought it was crazy. Like, I tried to rationalise this. Was it a bird? Was it a beetle? Or was it a moth? But he came out of the bush in my peripheral vision because I was listening as I was taking a hand and I'm looking to go take my next step to go up the path. It's the way it just come out, like the motion of it slowing down, it's going hello, like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's going like that. So I was like, what the hell was that? Yeah. It's like oily black morphing ball. And it, it, I've noticed that there's lots of little passageways all in the brush of kind of chase. I know they're for rabbits, but this thing seems to be utilizing this or something because it like. Not like rabbit, they're like these little, you see like the holes that all pass through and stuff like that. It's like, uh-huh. must be like the tunnel through all the, so they've got like little runner or tracks to run through. Whatever this thing was, was utilising it. It didn't want to be seen above it, it wanted to stay in the brush. But it didn't want to be seen at all. It's like it spotted us, watched us and it got off. Yeah. It really was intense. And um, obviously my partner had heard it all and, and I couldn't stop showing up about it. I was like, what I saw, I'm wrecking my brain. Like, I'm like, does it make sense? So I've been back there just last week with my friend again, had a look at the area, um, found some more, there's more tree bends there now, strange, strange tree bends, quite old some of them, um, there's one on the path to that actual location as well, which is really strange, the tree's just gone whoop, and it's like, why are you bent like that, why are you bent at the bottom, I'm thinking somebody burnt it or heated it and it's bent the wood, I don't know, but we went there and we sat down, we sat there for two hours there, we got coffees and everything, I sat there in my plastic bags, keep my bum off the floor, because it's all really yeah. wet and mossy there, there's a lot of lichens, you can't sit really in the trees, they're all really like, just soft and so damp down there, uh, we sat there for two hours and it felt alright, I said the birds were cheaper, so I knew that the, the time when I was there and my missus, there's one thing I noticed, there was no sound, the birds are cheaping here today, we can hear the birds, um, could hear um, pheasants maybe, or the type of blackbirds and stuff like that, uh, we found a lot of holes where the squirrels have been obviously taking out the the, mush, the peeled nuts and stuff. You can actually see where the... So it's like the life is there, but when we was there last year, there was no life. I can't explain it, there was no sound. Wow. For that time it was down, that's why she was creeped out, it was so silent. No noise of birds, but then when I was down there last week, it was so loud and noisy, so I felt like it was safe. Don't know. Wow, yeah. Yeah. But that's, that was that. I mean, that's my, the craziest experience I've ever had, because it was so in front of me.
Definitely, I'll have to look at that place. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to show you that that little bit. But the tree bends, and guys, honestly, like, I want to see what your thoughts on these these man-made or are these something else because there's just too many, and they seem to be too big a tree to be just a man just bending it over. Uh, it's like something's pulled up the bramble. The brambles have grown over the ends of the trees. Have they been there that long? Do you know what I mean? So you can see, and the trees have been growing the branches down like this now because the gravity's took the opposite way. And, been there for so long but this is a real real cool location amazing uh, did you yourself have mm. or did you hear about any other encounters on Canock? Um, myself personally or anyone else I'm talking about cousin James oh, oh I can actually tell you that day I was reminded to tell you that day I was there with my friend and we come off the path that, that same location I'm going to show you you come up the path and it takes you on to a stone path like you see it's like shale and stuff they've put down as we was walking up we never turned right the path we came in, we just kept we found a new way around us having explored like as we was walking up the hill like this and I was talking to him, I looked slightly to the right, I seen a tall black mass or something. Whoa. No word of a lie, I come straight home to have my hair, man. You know, I went as you know when you feel like someone's gonna do something, you go, oh, that that's exactly what I did. I went, oh, I look. Dude, something was just following us like in that tree line, but it was like a mat, like a tall so as I seen it, it's just it's just flowed out. So I had to keep walking. So I went back to where I seen it, and I was trying to do the peripheral walk, and I was trying to gauge it with my eyes, like trying to get this same feel. But the one little bit, the trees lying where it was dark, but it was all the way up there. Hair on my arm was standing up, and everything. Because you, you just seeing things like, nah, mate, something was literally walking fast, and it was passing the side of the trees. It wasn't on the path. It was down by the tree line, bit next to it, just like just like that. How tall was it? Because it goes down the deep into the tree line, I couldn't really tell you. It's got to be an over like seven, eight feet at least again. But it's just that it was like a vertical column of a mass. Wow. I seem to see these things like that. But I wasn't looking for nothing. We were just talking. We was on about yeah. obviously like the deer. We was on about things. How how cool was that we've just seen? And I was just like, oh, what was that? Yeah, I seen a tree down there. There's a tree there with a circle all the way up on the thing. It looks like it's been scrubbed in with a circle going around it and another circle going around it. My mate noticed it. What's that, Richard? I'm looking like. All up there, kind of it doesn't look like graffiti, it doesn't look like nothing like that. Yeah. He thinks it's some kind of mold or liking, but why is it so perfectly? So the window calling another circle coming out. Wow, it's a real, real strange one. It's way up in the tree, it looks like an old, like an old uh, hieroglyph or something, but in the tree, in the trees, a big old tree. You can see there's one of the oldest trees there, like so. I can show you that as well, guys. See what your forces on that. Maybe it is yeah. liking, but somehow the symmetry is just too perfect. Wow, it's like rings, like a bullseye, like a target. Yeah, maybe that's where that sphere flies in an airport, no man. But yeah, it's, it's good to know um, to know again what Pete was saying about the peripheral vision as well. Mm. So do you want to repeat it just so? Yeah. Yeah. So um, as we discussed yesterday on the phone, mm. when your subconscious edits out a lot of what you see in your sight, but mm. because of the, how man can grow up on the savannas, on the plains, you know, being hunted by tigers, etc. Yeah, okay. As one possible viewpoint of it. Um, your subconscious basically was designed rather than any time what goes on in your peripheral. Mm. Well, if that's danger, if that's a tiger, it's, it's there just to literally grab your attention, just let anything there be seen. Like a warning. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you'll see more out of your peripheral, peripheral vision mm. because your subconscious isn't just going. Editing it. Yeah, you don't need to see that. Don't need to see that. Here's the vision. You see it. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's how we say, you know, sometimes you can't see ghosts like in front of you. But a lot of people will see them in peripheral vision. Passing. That's yeah. because your your consciousness edits the ghost in front of you, but the, the you know it bypasses kind of you know the 
the, the survival instinct, like a survival mechanism. Yeah, it's like a different that. sort of vision, because like, yeah. I seem to yeah. see a lot of stuff through my peripheral before I see there it. There is one pitfall with the peripheral, though. Mm. Uh, if you have, say, you know, like your... Leftovers? Or... The DMV? Number 97. Or... House cleaning? Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I have to say, like, two uh, metal fences. So you got the poles of the metal fence. Okay, yeah. If you have two running, uh, like, say, one on one side of the field, one on another, and... Um, your peripheral, where you get that kind of like barcode effect, yeah, peripheral yeah, vision yeah. can be tricked. And basically, it is also designed, and this again comes from uh, mm-hmm, Ancient mm-hmm. Man on the, on the Savannahs, yeah. uh, where you would have a black and white stripe, uh, yeah, a black stripe. Oh, you see that if you push your eyes sometimes, yeah. Way, yeah, you see the yeah. black lines. But where you have a black striped tiger with uh-huh. like the, the, the lines of the grasses, mm-hmm. your peripheral also would get you subconscious to go look at that regardless of what it yeah. is because um, literally uh, survival instinct is that could be a tiger yeah yeah so you can have it tricked by certain li- certain uh, vertical lines mm-hmm. with vertical lines running along behind it if you walk along with that sometimes on your peripheral it can go there's a figure and it's just literally to grab your attention why I was doing the, the when I'd seen my scene that time just the other day when I was walking Craig in that path that's why I had to go back to where I thought I saw it and I kept yeah. doing that walk yeah. but I couldn't match it. it I couldn't really match it there's only one little bit maybe there is a darker bit in the woods but I couldn't match it I said dude I said it was moving man yeah. I said it made me physically yeah. I'm not that's easy that, to go. That's, that's yeah. the thing I like, trick yeah. with the peripheral, it won't do the movements. It will tend to just literally make you think there's a figure. Yeah, there. this thing was like flowing like that. I could feel it, it was like that. Yeah. I could see, because you can see a hand almost, like I could see my hand. I think I was kind of looking into the tree line in a way, like, because yeah. it was just yeah. stunning, like, I mean, just like sort of, you know, I could see it. It was like, I looked at the ground. Exactly. I remember going, oh, I'm on my neck, stood up. It was just like an instinct to say, whoa, what the hell was that? Something was just physically, I swear. Must have been absolutely, yeah, yeah, that's how it happens. Spiritual play or a spirit place, spirits or something in that place. Yeah, exactly. Did you ever hear any noises at no. night or when you were? Um, I've heard whistling. I've heard whistling. Uh, whistling. Ah, yeah. Um, funnily enough, I've actually like heard whistling like that, <whistles> like that, but just coming out of nowhere. I can't imagine why anyone would just do a couple of whistles. 
Um, I heard whistling not that long ago when I, because I do drive through a can of chairs, I go and get coffee from McDonald's, I'll have a cigarette, I'll drive through the car, I like to just look through the dark woods, just, you never know. And I heard the whistling when I was in my car, when we're down, I was driving at 30 miles an hour, 40 is too fast, I think, because I think hitting a deer at 40 is still going to damage your car and it's going to kill the deer, it's going to make everyone have a bad day. Yeah. So I do 30, and I was driving really slow, and it's that, you know, the German cemetery part, as you go down that road, it takes you all the way back. Yes. Then. I was down that road, and it went past the bit, it was really thick for the trees. And I just said, that, that whistle, and I was like, I'm driving, I could hear it, like, and I was like, what? And wow. I never heard it again, that was it. There's no lights out there, there's no reason for anyone to be there. It was just wow. like a cat, it wasn't a bird whistle, it was like a man whistle. Yeah. Yeah, and I could hear it through my car, tyres, noise, and being in the car, I had my window right down. See, I've heard that, I've heard that in Kenny Chase. Um, as for noises and stuff like that, I'm trying to think while I've been the telescope. Because I've been outside with the telescope and that. That's quite good with the whistles, you know. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah. Especially, you know, that whole German cemetery area. That's that's something that's going on. As as you know, we we've had this guy, you know, mm. uh, in the car actually stood on one. Well, he was driving out at night because it was around ten. Okay. Yeah. He drove out of the cemetery pit and and just uh, got behind us and then drove into the parking where we drove. So it's it's right. Yeah. The next one, um, and he parked away from us. But literally, he was there four minutes. Uh, in the bushes, lights on. Then he um, dro- drove out, and then he drove was and heads back to us during the cemetery. Right. And then literally about four minutes later, comes back into the car park where we are, but this time parks in the car park section we're at. Okay. But literally positioned in the car, but all you have to do is move forward, and you're blocking off the exit. Oh. You have blocked our only exit, so that was qu- quite intimidating. You do get people doing that there. No, you will get. Really? Yeah, I've been to I've been to Cannock Chase just for stargazing, and I've been followed. Taunted by four cars, literally I've had it. I've been I've, um, cousin James. Is, he's, I wish he was here. He's a great witness because he'd sit here, but he's a bit, he'd be all he's all yumping. <laughs> but yeah, he, he literally. I remember one time we stayed over in the car and we physically were getting followed. We were just trying to find a nice location. And then one car would follow you in a car park, try and catch the headlights in your car, like try and shine the headlights in. And then another one would come in and maybe a van. You move around, you get followed all night long until the point where you just get harassed. You go. It's very weird, isn't it? It's because it's it's the spot the spotlighting for the deer. Because it's obviously a lot of deer in the chase. The deer brings in venison, it's good money. I know that okay. there's all these big white vans tucked away by the German cemetery bit I've noticed and you seen the lights off and they must wait until they've caught one, pick it up. Okay, so you think it's poachers basically doing the, that? You see them littering the, the outside of the roads with apples and bread. I've seen that as well. It's like the cokes in the mouth. And then, yeah. literally, you can go to the poachers and annoy the poachers. We've done it. We've drove up to them with the lights and they, they won't look at you. They'll just, they'll just keep yeah. like this. Definitely going on up there. 100% poaching going on in Canada, Chase. Because yeah. we, we've had cars, basically, we are parked on, mm. on uh, in another spot. A car comes passing by, parks away from us, sits there for 10 minutes, nothing uh, drives right Yeah, up. I mean, maybe not all poachers. Maybe some people, uh, there's, there's something people, maybe people keeping an eye on the place. Maybe, like... Well, I do feel some of it is the poaching is definitely yeah. going on here. Yeah, yeah. Probably the intimidating one of poachers. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. do know there is paranormal groups that go up onto the chase. Yeah. There's probably some of them that are going on there. Yeah. Uh, like you said, you got friends who just like to sit and chat. In no, yeah, they just do. So. Yeah, I mean, just, just social things, but there's some people who are up to not good and they physically, like, will follow you around that place. And they'll intimidate you. They'll, they'll sit there and they'll park the car in a way with a headlight shining on you. Oh, yeah. Like, this is my territory. Yeah, so you have to move your car, you have to go at least. I've had that so many times, like, I mean, really? wow. I just, because obviously, it's, 
being a telescope, you're just looking for the right players. You know, yeah. Yeah. They just do it constantly. You know, they don't want you around what they do. They don't want to see what you're doing. Because obviously, poaching is illegal. It's highly illegal, especially yeah. even though the days are four million plus population in the UK, they're still, still highly illegal. You know, so, I don't know. Or well, maybe it's intimidation factor. There's a, there's a quarry in the kind of chase. Um, I do know that, and it's heavily, heavily fortified with cameras. A lot of signs saying, like, don't park here, don't park there. I don't know, is that a part of that? Are they keeping people away from the quarries or something? I just yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's areas of people, they just don't want people to go. Yeah. I do feel that, I can't say. I can't say I never felt intimidated by people because there's something wrong that my Area 51 type place or nothing, but it's definitely the approaching. And I know there's a bit of, obviously, the, the, the dog in the scene, or whatever you want to call it there, like that, but... Then people don't seem to intimidate you like that. Uh, they don't no, seem to they, follow they, you they around. They want to attract you rather than... <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They don't sit with the headlights yeah. on beaming for your windows. Yeah, exactly. And they have the four beamers on, they'll do it. And they'll come in fours, three or fours, and they'll do it. They'll, one will do it, headlight into your car, pass away. The no one will do it. It's like, what are you doing? Like, what times of night was it as well? Like? It's after 10 o'clock. After 10, yeah. yeah. That will tie up because we, we are normally there, yeah, yeah, around that time. Yeah, it's that time. That's, that I can say that's one reason why I stopped going. I spend time at night times there. Uh, it's not just a big cat thing where I thought, right, okay, there's maybe wild animals that are actually dangerous here. But people are actually starting to get a little bit intimidating there. It's darker than anything could happen, do you know what I mean? Yeah, if, especially when you're going on your own. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. why I started taking people with me after that. Yeah. I started to have yeah. company. But then not everyone likes to be sitting there in the dark. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> <laughs> just me in it, so... Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about like? Can you think about any anything else paranormal that you would like to talk about, or is that pretty much? Yeah, uh, I can tell you a story when I lived in Scotland. Go on then. Yeah. <laughs> I done underground. You know the underground city in Scotland in uh, Edinburgh. Vaults, if you know about yeah. that, the vaults. Yeah. yeah. I love the vaults. I absolutely love them. They still practice paganism, right? witchcraft stuff. Yeah, they still practice. I've seen uh, it. I'll tell you. You tell me your story, and I'll tell you. Yeah, we've probably got some of the stories, man. But my cousin James again, which is obviously one of my favourite, he seems to be very, ever since that day maybe, he's been very, um, not spiritual, but open-minded to what can be yeah. not seen in life. I remember going down to these vaults, the story is that the, this, this one we went down, and there was a guy in the seventies lived in his house. Um, he was doing some decorating, and he was hammering some nails, and he came across a bit of a wall where these nails just kept popping through. So he knocked around this door, and it turned out to be a big arch behind the wall of the house, like a petition. He knocked it through, lo and behold, he opened the vault, like, just in behind of his, like, in his house, like, uh, the guy himself died, like, two weeks later of strange circumstances, maybe he was hit by an arm, and maybe something was released, do not know, but now it's been opened as a tourist attraction, so we went to that one anyway, so it takes you in, um, you go down, like, a set of stairs, uh, you've been yourself, obviously, Pete, you're not a darkie, but the lights on, they've got some, like, uh, little lights on, they turn them off eventually, yeah. but we've seen, as we went down these stairs to the left, there's, like, a little window, and had bars like proper you can see this is built when this was built and that small arching doorway was a thick wooden old doorway and I remember everyone in the group was all going to the right I thought I'm going to have a look I'm going to look at this window I'm looking there's people with robes you can see there's pentagram things there's books there's candles that have been burning for years like the wax is just everywhere I'm like oh my god I'm like so I remember going back to the guys I was like are they still like so yeah people still practice and is it good witchcraft we don't call it? Wiccans maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean it's like it's all still kind of practicing. So it might have been Wiccans, I don't know who they were, but they were definitely like some kind of like druidy looking guys, man. So we went back on the tour anyway, was listening to the story, my cousin James when we was 
I was about 18 then. He was like, he'd have been 20, 20 22, 21 at that time. So he's more of the, your age now. He's just a bit younger than you, a year or two younger than you. And I remember being in the tour, was at the back and he was being boisterous. And he was jumping around, he'd been noisy. You could see people looking back because he's like, they just want to listen to the stories. Even I wanted to listen to stories. I was like, James, shut up, shut up, man. Calm down, shut up. But like, this is his reaction to being scared now. You know, it's the, the acting out like it's the being stupidness and stuff like that. So we come to, we walk down the, the stairs, it comes up another set of stairs, we walk past some massive arch rooms. We didn't get to go on them yet. And the very end of the hallway, because it blocks some areas off, they don't take you through the hall, they take you through a small section. We come to this, hall, this, this last room that on the end on the left. We go in there's a stone circle, big stones on the floor, like like all the way around, big circle. That's the one where they, where they talk about the cobbler, isn't it? It's the same place, then, yeah. 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 Uh, to be fair, my experience, so I was going to tell you about it there as well. But is it? Well, well that's just got to show you like how paranormal that place is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a big stone circle. The story is, if you step in the circle, you'll die two weeks after, or something like everyone that stepped in the circle died. Two weeks after, like, yeah. so obviously we're, we're standing there, we're listening to a guy called James. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> James, stop! They're all like, James, stop, stop, like, you know what I mean? Like, stop being annoying. The tour guide eventually says, Listen, if you don't want to listen and to participate and listen to the tour, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. He's like, Oh, calm down, calm down. He, he, he just didn't calm down, he just, he just kept getting worse. He kept threatening to put himself in the circle, and that was a like, James, you're gonna get kicked off the tour. I was really enjoying it. We come to the last part of the tour right now where he calmed down a little bit and they took us to the massive arch room. And at the end, there's like a little doorway, like a little, cubby hole. Yeah. It doesn't go on, I, bet, I reckon it's bricked off. I reckon it takes you further around. But there's a little cubby hole, but men, women to the right, men to the left. So they say what happens is if people stay together, they seem to be, they get attacked, some people. So they have to split the men up and women up and put men to the left. Whoa. To the right, yeah? So that was the story. So I'm like, okay then. So as we get up and we line up and we stand against this like, what, five, six hundred year old arch wall? Do you know what I mean? It's just I'm feeling it and everything. And because we're right in the end, because it's right in the corner, I remember standing there, then they turn off the torch and the darkness just went. I was like, whoa, he didn't do that the whole time I was there yet. He turned, he turned off all the lights. Like, I was like, fuck, I can't really, I can't, I'm not going to breathe. I've got breathing in darkness or something. I was like, like looking around, there's just no light. You're like doing all this. This is pitch black. This is wild, man. Like, imagine people living like this. Like, so James is next to me and he's obviously sitting there. I could hear his breathing going. So James, you okay? You okay? I was nudging him, you okay? Look at him. It's a big lad as well, like, do you know what I mean? So James, and he went, ah, ah, stop screaming, let me fucking, let's fucking let me out, turn the lights on out. So I'm like, oh, James, 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 that. So the girls put a torch on, he's just literally seen the door, the security, you know, the fire exit lights, with the only lights, but they don't even light up the darkness. They just sit there like silhouettes. The dark just eats a light. He physically ran towards that, he's ran out. He started running, the women's shouting him, don't run because the stairs drop down, they go walk, yeah. they drop down. He could just fall and break his neck, couldn't he? But anyway, he found his way out, he's run, he's gone. You heard him, got this lad, like 20 song lads, just run. Gone, lads, so roll, they put a light on. The two guys followed him through, went to the, the, to the, the, the room where you come into the, as you could call it, the shop, whatever you yeah. want to call it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's physically drinking all the whiskies. He's necking back all the complimentary whiskies, isn't he? <laughs> Gosh. Boom, 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 he's pale as a ghost. He's quite dark skinned like I mean he's pale, you could see it, man. He started going grey after this. I said, James, you okay, you okay? He's like, What's wrong, man? He's like, What's wrong? He's like, Oh he says, Fucking hell man. He goes, Oh, was there something in there with us? Was there something in there with us? The other guy's like, No. He says, Was all was in there? He goes, Something stood on my foot, yeah, like literally on his right foot, held him, and then started like swaying in like this. 
and he said it was good see, he said I can't even see my hands but I can see this thing I said face no face it was literally black dreaded hair tatty clothes and the face he said just looked melted Oh my no God. eyes, no mouth, no nothing. It was just a distortion. Oh, and he said it was coming in and out. And when it got really close to his face, that's when he just went, and just ran through it, whatever he said. But, you know, the tour guide said, he says, well, you did have to go and provoke it, didn't you? Because that's what everyone else is. So he explained the detail without even listening to the stories or what was going on. Because she couldn't even finish to tell us about the, the guy or whoever he was. That's exactly what she was about to explain to us about that person, who it was. It was intense. Wow. That was, I couldn't say that was intense because I didn't feel nothing. I didn't feel no experience. It was all happening to him, but he was on being the prep. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was great, good man. Good story, good story. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, well uh, I'll tell you about my little side of it. Um, I've gone up to Scotland so I've got a friend who mm-hmm. uh, actually comes from Scotland. Okay. Uh, lives in Bathgate area mm-hmm. near Edinburgh. I'm uh, about halfway between Edinburgh yeah, and yeah, Glasgow. Yeah. And uh, basically, last, last day, we decided to go down to Edinburgh and before I take the train back home to Manchester mm-hmm. uh, just have a look around Edinburgh yeah, so, beautiful city yeah uh, went up to the castle um, didn't go in but because uh, we decided we'd go spend the money and go down the vaults yeah who wouldn't so, do that <laughs> me and him we go down the vaults and we go around the tour and it's like yeah it's a ghost tour you know it's uh, interesting there's bit of stuff down there yeah we come up to that area that you're describing mm. uh, that you talked about there mm. and uh, literally it's they're talking about what's going on. I'm just sat there, like, well, stood there. They're back, back there to one. It's like, there is something trying to get at me here. <laughs> and literally, uh, I'm 33, so this is a point where I've done eight years of ghost investigation, yeah, six yeah, years of clearances. Yeah. So you know what you're feeling like. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know what I'm feeling, and I know how to deal with it. Mm. So as soon as this is sort of like, I'm going to get you, it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I just literally just throw up every defensive trick I've learnt in the book okay. and all, all I can feel because I've now got a lock on, on, on the sense of this energy and then it's literally it's like I'm going to get you ah shit and it's just literally it goes to the front of the vault yeah did you like feel it let's see it oh yeah yeah I felt it just literally move off mm. and I'm just keeping a track of it and it would just stay at the opposite end of where I was at what room was you in there Pete um, was so it the arch room or yeah, was it yeah, the so big it, arch room? It's like? literally the, the right at the end where you said your friend had that experience. Yeah, because there was a room with stones and there was an arch yeah. room and then that, down for everyone was a pay room. I don't know if it was maybe the same. There's so many vaults there, like hopefully uh, it was in the same area. Like. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's literally the very last one of the tour. Um, wow. And, um, and it, it just would not come near me after that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it must have knew your energy, knew yeah. that you spotted it. What would you recommend to Richard, you know, if he sees that black energy again? How how can you protect yourself, you know, just in case? Mm. Well, this is something I was going to suggest. Yeah. Um, for a start, for this house, uh, have a look on, online or go to a local crystal shop. Look up Blue Kyanite mm-hmm. and Obsidian. Okay, I've been told about this. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. Uh, Blue Kyanite, I would put one above that door there. Yeah. Um, I would put one in the bathroom over there. Okay, yeah. And I would probably recommend one per bedroom upstairs, particularly your daughters if they're having an issue. It's every room, really, yeah. yeah. So one for every room. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the, the kitchen not too bad. Mm. Uh, the black obsidian mm-hmm. uh, put above the main entranceway and put above the back door. Mm. Okay. Um, the the kyanite you will not have to do anything with. Just leave it there. It will just slowly absorb negative energy and transmute it into positive. Okay. 
and basically make it uninhabitable for anything nasty. Yeah, okay. Um, the black obsidian, you probably just have to say about once every six months, mm. um, just wash it with water and leave it on the windowsill for 24 hours. Okay. Um, potentially, you could even just put it in a small bowl of salt as well. That's yeah, another okay. optimum way yeah. to clear it. Just that, um, man. Tips. But that will prevent anything nasty from coming in. Okay. So well, as I said, it doesn't feel nasty, but it just feels encroaching. Yeah. Yeah, it feels watchy. So watchy that one. This, this yeah. is the thing. It, it won't mm. harm anything positive. No, okay. But that way, if you still get anything going on, you know it's not something that's out to do you harm. Mm-hmm. But if there is anything that could potentially do, do, do you harm, that's hiding its intentions. Okay. That will get rid of it. Yeah. And you'll normally find, particularly with the blue kyanite, that should happen pretty quickly. Because I feel you're very like um, em, em, you're an empath. Yeah, I feel that way. A lot, and I could feel it even you know when you even in the emails I could already tell that yeah. you're an empath, and an empath will have all sorts of things come, yeah. come to you as well, and that's the thing. So obviously, I, I, I know I'm an empath because I spoke to my mum about it. Like I can empathise with a serial killer. I could sit there yeah. with somebody who's murdered twenty people. And say, I don't know why I could empathise with why they did it even if they were wrong for doing it I said I don't know I've got emotions for you everyone yeah. I can understand yeah. everyone even if they're bad good or yeah. anything indifferent yeah. yes I can, I can do that like I don't know I don't judge people like if any hurt from my family or anything like that I think it'd be different but I think I could be on the outside I could do you know what I mean I've yeah. always been that way I've, I've got a lot of friends who are all different yeah. yeah, they're all quite crazy in their own ways. Like, like friends are crazy, which I don't judge, man. I see the good things in people that the people that I see, they just judge people by the covers. And my cousin yeah. James, he's so loud and frumpy and bounces around, but he's got the biggest heart of gold ever. You know what I mean? Like, you just gotta let, you got to let that stupidness get out of the way. He does his, his silliness, his show, boatiness. But behind it all, he's a really good guy, man. I mean, you got to see past them points of people in life, that the, the awkwardness and stuff, the, the stuff that he does... There's different monsters because in the end of the day he's a good guy and he acts as a heart of gold and he'll help, he'll help anyone. But that's how an empath will anyone. think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you, you feel it like yeah. like it is because yes, we, we, we've got different mm. different people like differently in life but you never know what they went through and what made them this way but yeah. deep inside, you know, you, yeah, you, you can feel that that like kind of this essence. You know, I can feel emotion like, I mean, I, mean yeah. Yeah, I, I, can, I, can, I can physically watch something like and I can get emotion off like yeah, my mum and a parent, a parent and the door or something. Really, and I, I got start crying for that. Like, I'm like, I don't even know, I don't even know. I'm like, oh, like I really have got like high emotion intensities. Like, like sometimes I will just say as well with that side of things. If you mm. ever find yourself being too overwhelmed by external emotion, okay, yeah. Um, visualize it like a rock in the water. See you see that the energy of that emotion's coming in, mm. but flowing around you. Okay, yeah. And then flowing off afterwards. If, if you find you start getting too overwhelmed, it's a good way to start to minimise it. Okay. Don't, uh, I, when I started in ghost investigations, mm. um, I, I pick up emotions a hell of a lot. Yeah. A hell of a lot. Um, yeah. Literally, I, I had that moments where it really was overwhelming. And I always remember back at the start, there was this one guy who said, oh, you don't want empathy, you know, it's the worst thing that you can have. Uh, imagine feeling like what a kill, uh, what a uh, murder victim goes through, and it's like, well, imagine feeling what the killer goes through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I was saying. It's like, <laughs> but yeah. What so made them a, do that? A, that's a lack of imagination on your part. Yeah, B, yeah. <laughs> um, B, 
this actually helps so that's an actual tool yeah. isn't it yeah it's an actual tool and, and to be fair I think it helps you to, to, to connect to humanity anyway mm-hmm. which you know if more people had it might be yeah. a slightly better world but yeah I think people, more people had like I don't know just more the way I'm everything is like try be respectful try to be courteous try and be fair equal equality especially that's the main thing like, like everyone should be the same I would have to agree with Richie's sentiments. We should all be treated equally, regardless of our abilities. It's really hard growing up and going through lots of strange things that you don't understand and not having anybody to talk to about it. But I think Rich is really level-headed and grounded, even with all the things that have gone on. And I think he will continue to have experiences as he goes through life, like many of us do. My parents had um, a strange experience at the Edinburgh Vaults. Um, they, halfway through, sometimes they'll take a photograph of you with no, obviously no flash in the dark. The idea being that when you pick the photograph up at the end, that you may see... Um, an orb in it or, you know, a ghost in it or something like that and everybody's picked theirs up and my parents went to get theirs and my mother was completely washed out from the neck down. She was just white, just white light everywhere as if she was shining the bright, you know, the brightest star she had and obviously they didn't have any lights on them. It's a really strange place but so is Cannot Chase as we know and as soon as everything's over and we can all meet up, we will definitely arrange a meet at Cannot Chase for everybody so we can come down and we'll have a chat about the sightings that are down there. And I'd like to thank Rich and his family for allowing Natalia and Pete to come down and interview them. Um, he was very inviting and I would like to thank Nat and Pete as well for interviewing him and, and putting him at ease. So I hope you enjoyed listening to Rich's experiences. And we'll be back next week.
This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.